Genesis chapter 3. I've made a, I guess, a habit uh, uh, or a thing to, we have a holiday, I try, I'd like, I like to, um, uh, preach something on a theme, and, uh, I guess we all realize that, um, uh, this weekend, um, tomorrow, we're celebrating holiday Labor Day. And uh, so I thought maybe what could I say about Labor Day? Because I'm going to be right honest with you. Probably of all the holidays that we celebrate, Labor Day's got to be one of the strangest and probably the most disliked day holiday that I have ever remembered. But uh, with God's help today, I'd like to maybe say some things about Labor Day, about the holiday. Will you stand with me and turn to Genesis chapter 3 and uh, starting with verse 17. We're at right, we're picking up right in the middle of a conversation that God is having with um, uh, the serpent, with the woman Eve, and now he turns his attention to Adam. And in verse 17, he says, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. In Psalms chapter 128, verse 2, it says, For thou shalt eat the labor of of thy hands, happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, And whatsoever ye do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4, we have this verse, The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. And then the apostle Paul wrote this to the Thessalonians. He says, for even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Hallelujah. Labor Day is an annual celebration of the social and economic achievements of the American workers. Lord, will you help us today? Will you help us, mighty God? Lord, open our hearts that we can receive from your word. And Lord, we'll give you praise and glory. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Praise God. You may be um, seated. I mentioned that probably of all the holidays um, that we observe, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Fourth of July, Father's Day, Mother's Day, Kids Day, Granddad's Day, Grandma or Grandparents Day. We have all kinds of days that we observe during the year. And probably, and, and a lot of those, most some of those, we also enjoy the idea that we usually get a day off from work. And um, that's always something we kind of look forward to. But uh, um, in my work career, which I could uh, uh, say that uh, most of it I've spent working in a factory, working in, at a chicken factory, I have not been able to observe uh, 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 most of those holidays in the sense of being able to have a day off from work. Most of the time, um, we always have to work those holidays. Um, growing up, I'll be honest with you, of all the holidays, Easter, I, I don't know if I mentioned Easter, but of all the holidays, um, I never have ever, ever liked Labor Day. You know why? Because when I was growing up, Labor Day did not mean a day off from work. It meant the last day of summer. And matter of fact, most people even now look at Labor Day as it's the last day of the summer, the last weekend. This after uh, 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 tomorrow, a lot of your amusement places, a lot of your vacation spots, they kind of uh, um, close down for the year. And, and uh, so, so uh, uh, and usually Labor Day meant that um, you were going to back to school the next day. That's what it was. That's how we looked at Labor Day. In my work career, <laughs> I have never, have ever, have ever enjoyed having Labor Day off unless, um, because Labor Day always falls on the first Monday of September. So, well, I've always, in the 32 years I've worked in a factory, I've always had to work the Monday. <laughs> it's normal. Don't even think about it. Didn't even think about it. But for the first time in my working career, and the first time uh, 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 that I can remember, I actually am going to have an opportunity to have tomorrow off. They are allowing me have that day off. Not only me, but our whole factory. But as I will echo right now, and many of us has echoed this week where I've worked, we have would rather... <laughs> Above anything, I I would just rather get up tomorrow and make a normal day as I have for the last 32 years. Uh, get up and get ready to go to work. When my wife always gets to go to her family, she always has this big ching dig on Labor Day. But I've never went to the ching digs at the Kyle family ranch there on the mountain. I have to go to work. Well, tomorrow, I get the day off. Wow, trust me, Lou, 
I'm going to enjoy it because for the first time, I'm going to take it as a holiday for what it represents. It's a, it's a day of labor. It's a day that Americans celebrate for the working people. Now, I want to broad that definition. I believe a working person is more is not only those that clock in every day and not only those that go and travel in the factories. I believe that a working person is a person who gets up every morning, maybe not didn't have to worry about going to work, but I bet you that their work with washing clothes and 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 fixing meals and cleaning the house and picking up of their children that their children have not learned yet the principles of work and putting toys away and all of that, that's just as well to me as a labor as those that get up and put their hours in. America decided to have a special day to celebrate. It started in the late 1800s, about 1882. And it was just when the unions were beginning to... Um, be established in in factories, and in those early days um, of of uh, uh, the uh, uh, the unions involvement, it was uh, the the ambition, the 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 purpose of these early unions were to make the working conditions of those that were working in factories in the cities and stuff to make it more, uh, 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 um, should I say, more safe? Not only that, with, 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 with better conditions than what they were knowing. In the early 1800s, an uh, average factory worker in America put in over 70 hours a week. When Labor Day was made a holiday in the 1890s, 1880s, the average American worker working in factories put in an average of 60 hours a week. Now in America, and in my working career and probably most of ours, our average work week expands to about 40 hours a week. That's eight hours a day. And man, and a lot of us think, "Wow, man, that that's bad enough." I know a lot. Some of the folks that work here, you work twelve-hour shifts, and I, and and I can't imagine. But yet, you get you still averages out close to what forty hours, give or take a little bit. You might have to work a little overtime, but that is the working. That is the 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 the, the the working class. Now, uh, work consists of any activity to, uh, let me read the definitions of what I found. It's activity involving mental or physical uh, uh, exertion uh, done in order to achieve a, a, a purpose or result. That's work. Work has a broad definition. <laughs> uh, work can be uh, uh, washing dishes. Work can be... Uh, 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 putting together uh, cars or, or engines. Work can be in a ditch with a shovel, or work can be on a conveyor belt, filling boxes full of product. Work can be 
whatever achievement that you are assigned to to perform, that's work. Now, I mentioned that I get to enjoy. I, I am officially excited for the first time to get tomorrow off. I am, I am. I'm all excited about it. I'm not really sure how I want to spend my day. But for me to be able to have tomorrow off, I've already had to this week put over 10 hours worth of overtime in just to get tomorrow. So in the long run, I don't know how much I'm achieving. I'm going to achieve a little bit more money. But you know what, what really kind of bothers me of all that extra money that I'm making? A lot of it is going to be taken away from me. And it's going to contribute because, brothers and sisters, we're living in, 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 in a day that um, we, uh, and I included, uh, um, we, we, uh, we want everything kind of handed to us. And unfortunately, we have a generation in this country that kind of feels like they don't have to do anything. We've kind of given them a title and, and, and uh, 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 kind of called couch potatoes. Brothers and sisters, I do not like couch potatoes. Because you know what a couch potato is? A couch potato is a person who sits and doesn't do nothing but wants all the benefits of those that are out there laboring. And I believe children, young people, young adults, middle-aged adults, and old adults, and unfortunately, that is a fantasy. And it might mean an easy life for you, but trust me, you're living off the benefits of someone who has to work to let you have what you want. And uh, I believe as Christians... We need to wake up to the reality and understand this. This is a God-given responsibility for each one of us to work. Matter of fact, unfortunately, it is the part of the curse of sin. And because of the failure of Adam, and because he chose to eat of the fruit of the tree, God said to Adam, you will labor by the sweat of your brows for the day you die. Works part of our life. And I believe as, 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 as young as you're able and as you grow and mature, I believe that that is one principle that we need to be instilled in us. Amen. I tell you something, we're living in better times than we've ever had. We're living in better conditions than we've ever had. Most of us work at jobs that is a whole lot more easier than what our dads and moms had to face when they worked at places. Matter of fact, in the 32 years that I've worked at 
the chicken factory. You would be amazed of how advanced some of the jobs that I remember that had, that, and I don't work in the production part any longer. And I, I work in shipping, but even in shipping, what I had in the job that I did, I've, I've done it ever since I was in shipping. I was a backup clerk, even in the early days. And, 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 and it's a whole lot easier, whole lot easier uh, in those early days when they brought out a skid and we had to ship it. We had to walk around that skid and had to write down all the weights of every box. Uh, and then we turned that into a shipping clerk who had to add up all of those weights with an old calculator and then type or write in all the information for the bill of ladings and then uh, put it together and, and, and give it to the drivers to take. Now, today, all they do is turn me in a bill, a pick sheet is what they call it, a schematic. And I got to make sure the schematic that they made matches the pick sheet. I punch the order number into the computer. I uh, fill in a couple blanks of the seal number, the trailer number, and maybe a thermometer that, uh, uh, a number that they put on the truck with the stuff. Hit the print button and everything's done. And in a matter of two minutes, when a, a, a load back in the early days of the 90s would take probably five to 10 minutes to complete, I can do it in three minutes and have a driver on his way. Works a whole lot easier than what it is. But brothers and sisters, we still have to work. Children, I would like to say it would be nice to have toys all the time and have those wonderful, beautiful, and, 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 and I'll be honest with you, I haven't been in most of your bedrooms or your toy boxes, but I can almost guarantee you that probably almost every kid in here, you have a whole lot more toys than I ever had when I was a kid. <laughs> I had to use things like oak trees. Uh, 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 that, that, that was uh, uh, my imagination station. That was my toys. That was a, you had to make up your own toys. <laughs> now we got Lego blocks. When I was a kid, I had uh, clothespins. Anyone ever play with clothespins? You kids don't even know what a clothespin is. Anyone under 10 years old know what a clothespin is? What's a clothespin? It does something to do with washing. A clothespin was a little wooden thing. It was like a, a and you uh, 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 pushed it uh, 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 open and, and, and hung your clothes on a line. Now you probably don't even know what a clothesline is. <laughs> Most of you see mom take your clothes and put them in a, 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 a dryer pushes the button, and in a few minutes, you got dry clothes. But that wasn't the way it was in my early childhood days. Life's a whole lot easier than what it used to be. Anyone ever remember one of the chores you had to do is hang up clothes? 
Anyone ever remember the one of the chores that I had as a kid? Is going out regardless of what the weather was, hanging clothes up, taking clothes down, bringing them in, and helping mom fold them. Or in many times, fold them yourself. Iron them. Wow, we don't even know what that is, some of us. You know what? It's a whole lot easier. But brothers and sisters, I believe that we still, we need to learn the work principles. And what I was going to say about all those toys, um, and I love my grandkids. I love my grandkids. And we've got a lot of toys even now in our house left over from when we had three children. And now they come over to Grammy's house, and they can play with the toys that their dads played with when they were kids. And their granddaddy, too, because Legos. <laughs> we got tons and tons and tons of Legos. We've got Connect blocks. We've got Lincoln blocks. We've got little matchbox cars. We've got army men and all kinds of toys down in our basement. And our grandkids have discovered some of that stuff, and they like to play. But you know what is aggravating? I'm so glad that we got those toys they can enjoy. But when you go down in the basement, and you see after they spent the two or three hours with Grammy, Something happened. They enjoyed playing, but they just left the toys wherever they decided. And you know the attention spans of little kids. They'll play with a toy for five minutes, and they'll go to another one and pull it out, and they'll play with it for two or three minutes and go get another toy. And pretty soon they got a bedroom looking like a cyclone in it. And then mom's got to come in and clean up the cyclone. So you can make it to your bed. <laughs> you know what? Mom should never have to put a toy away. Amen? Mom should never, ever have to put a toy away. Why? Because we need to learn that it's part of life. And we got to learn at an early age. And everything, it doesn't come on a silver platter. We need to work. I'm glad that we have a day set aside for the American worker. And I believe, brothers and sisters, all of those that contribute to the workforce, I believe my, my hat's off to you. Amen. You deserve the honor. You deserve the honor of being worker class. When I was a little kid, my mom had a job. My mom had to do her cooking. She did wash the clothes. But she taught us to help her. Because my mom not only took the responsibilities of being a mother and a housewife, my mom, I remember, as early as I can remember, I have memories of my mom out in the woods with my dad. My dad, to support our home, would cut down wood and haul it to a charcoal plant. And that's how they paid our trailer payment. That's how they paid the electric bill. That's how they bought the food. And I, many, many days, 
Amen. They would take us out. This was before I went to school. They would take us out in the woods. Even in the wintertime, they would build a, a bonfire. And me and my brother would stay around that bonfire as my mom and dad worked to pay the bills. Then my mom got a job with the government and was able to, to work. And then for the rest, till the day she retired, she worked in public service. But she also fulfilled the responsibilities of a mother. But she instilled that there were just some things that she needed help with. She needed help with washing the dishes. And as we grew up, we learned that not only that, we had to learn how to cook because there were many things in the house my mom just was so busy she couldn't take care of. And I believe that working families, that's the way it is. And I believe that in the day and age that we live in because of the cost of living and because of uh, Biden economics or whatever you want to call it, Biden economics, the worst. Uh, okay, let me get off of that. I'm going to get a shake a tree and fall down a hole. I've already fell down that hole. <laughs> but many homes, even now, it takes both mom and dad working out on a regular job just to be able to put food on the table, pay the electric bill, pay the mortgage payment, and keep a home afloat. And even if they don't, it takes a mom working at home, keeping the meals cooked, keeping the house in order, and doing everything. There's a lot of work goes on in a home. And I believe we need to learn that we got to help out. That's what Labor Day is achievement for, is helping out of making America as great as we are. And let me tell you something, we do live in a great country. And we do live in a great country with a lot of great benefits. But we have a lot of good stuff in this country because there's been a lot of hard work. Hard work go in to make us what we are. And it bothers me. It bothers me when we have a class of people who don't get up in the morning. They can barely take care of themselves, let alone children. But they live off the benefits of the working class because we have a government who will hand out anything they want. Hand them out food stamps. Hand them out cash. Hand them out better medical care than what me and you make at the factories we work. And I say, shame. Shame on that. Now, I, I want to throw this in, and I want to throw this in. Listen to me. There are people who health reasons can't. And to me, that's where those benefits should help. One of the guys I worked with last night told me, because I was asking about his father-in-law. His father-in-law had been staying with them. And he told me, no, he said he was able to get in an apartment and he's on a very, very fixed income. He makes less than $1,000 a month and he has to live off of that. And he was able to get a, a, an apartment. 
that, that, that he gets help with. And I say, amen. That's what those are for. Not for people who's healthy. No wonder we got to open our borders and let in all the illegal people. Because a lot of those people, I want you to know something. I have personally, I have nothing, nothing or wrong with a lot of these individuals that are coming to our country. And they're coming across the border. And they're working in our factories. And they're doing jobs. And a lot of them send back the money they are to their families. And they are workers and they're good workers. But I believe there should be a way that they can come in legally. That's what I believe. But because we have a lot of Americans who could be doing the same jobs they're doing, but they won't. So if you get tomorrow, you get tomorrow, enjoy it because you deserve a day off from your labors. Oh, I, I want to tell a story. When I was growing up, yes, at Christmas time, I always had a wish list. And a lot of times, if you let my mom and dad know, they would try to get us. Average, we only got one toy, sometimes more. Sometimes we didn't get nothing because every penny they made, they had to pay and, and survive. But my mom had a job. She visited homes. And one of the homes that she visited, they had this little dog that had puppies. And she came home and told us about these puppies. My mom wasn't really an animal lover, but she really kind of made us want to have a puppy. But these people wanted five bucks for one of those puppies. My mom and dad were doing a little better. My mom was making a pretty good income. My dad was still working out in the woods. And they could have bought that puppy. But my mom decided that that's not the way that we were going to get that puppy. I've told this story and we'll tell it again. There were these great big strawberry patches in Moorfield. And you could go to those strawberry patches and pick strawberries and put them in these little green containers. I think there was like six to a carton, and you had to fill them. And if you filled them, picking them on your knees, uh, you'd get 60 cents, I think, a thing. My mom said, if you guys want a puppy, you go pick strawberries. So we had to give up our Saturday of playing and whatever we did as kids. We went to that strawberry patch with the gnats flying around our heads, the hot sun beating down on our backs, down on our knees in the wet, dewy strawberry patch till the sun really came out and made it dry them all. Then we had to pick strawberries. And we picked, me and my brother picked all day long to get five bucks. And when we got five dollars, we was able to go buy one of those puppies. 
And even to this day, if my mom was still here, she would probably tell you that of all the pets we ever had, that was our favorite pet. And if I ever seen my mom break down when an animal passed on, that was the only one. We called that little dog, she was a female toy terrier. We call her Mia Black Dog Hughes. And she was a part of our family, and we enjoyed it, but we worked for it. There's things out there you might want. And there's nice things that you can have. But remember, most of it has price tags to it. And we got to work. Wow, I got one of them life-changing telephone calls a couple weeks ago. This guy with an Irish-sounding voice said, Mr. Hughes? He had it almost right. It's usually Mr. Huge. Or if they even call me a Mr., and most of the time they call me Mrs. Huge. Somewhere or another, my voice sounds like a female over the telephone. I don't know. Okay, that's enough. I'm rambling. And I see in your eyes, most of you can't wait till I say amen so you can get down and pray, go home, and have your Sunday afternoon. But you're going to listen to this story. <laughs> he informed me that I want some clearing house. And I was like, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars winner. Wow. My whole life changed. He was trying to act excited, but I picked up immediately his ambition wasn't, he, didn't, he probably didn't even have a penny in his pocket that he could give me. He wasn't wanting money to give me. He was wanting my money. He's wanting something off of me. He said, you can, you want it. I played along with him. Oh, Wow. Wow, I can't believe it. He said, oh, I need a few information. He said, that first of all, he acted real official. He said, I want you to tell you my name. I want you to write that down. And I want you to write down the amount of money. And now he said, I'm going to give you a number, and I want you to write it down. And so he jambled off this code that he gave me. And then he said, it's important for you to read that code back to me. Well, I tell you what, I immediately realized that my million bucks went out the door because I realized that code he gave me would probably would have opened up my telephone or what else ever, and he would have conned all kinds of money off of me. Don't you feel victimized when someone takes something from you that don't belong to them? But I gave him my singing lessons. Thank God for me, able to lead songs. I started singing, and this is not a Christian song, but I started singing, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do when they come for you? I didn't even get to the end before he hung up on me. Let me tell you something. Don't you take the easy road in life. I found out, brothers, Jeffries, that some of the best I've got, I really had to put a lot of work into it. So tomorrow I plan to have the best Labor Day I've ever had because I put a lot of hard work into it. Will you stand with me this morning? Lord, I thank you and praise you and worship you, Lord.
Father God, we 